Salutation Shades, and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual talking with shadows. The conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host, Vic Whaley. And Marcus D. And we are back for a full month now, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Very excited to be doing that after kind of our kind of hiatus. I kind of say, hiatus. It, it was a light week instead of us taking a, or a light month instead of us taking a break. Well, I had to, well, I had to go on vacation. It was my anniversary month, so... It sort of put me out for a couple of weeks, but we're back now. And I'm, I'm super, super excited about our topic this month. This is one that I added to the list, the conspiracy iceberg, because it's going to let us talk about so much stuff. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that that we get to. I like breaking down conspiracies. They're, they're, they're fun. They can be dangerous, and I will admit that uh, if you if you fall too far down the rabbit hole, of course, but, yeah, possibly the most dangerous, yeah. But getting into some comments from our last episode, if you didn't check out our last episode, Dark Forest Monsters, uh, we talked about uh, we talked about some books from uh, Laura Coleman, uh, and and we also talked about I talked about the Dark Forest theory, the theory that there are aliens out there, but they just have to be quiet for fear of another alien race finding them and destroying them. Very interesting topics, and I definitely recommend anybody checking out that episode. Uh, Avis Rex, the Dark Phoenix, cool guy. Cool. Rising from the Dark Forest episode. Phenomenal artist, by the way. Yes, so, quite good. Yes. Quite good. So, uh, honestly, I uh, would love a thing on the idea of egregores and their potential for being an explanation to some of these more fantastical or biological unsound creatures. Like, Vic has a good point on Basquatch being able to fly or get that fast in, in the area, even if it could. Perhaps we aren't looking at a biological entity, but something that's supernaturally made. I, mean, I always love digging into egregores and tulpas and things along those lines. So, yeah, I, I, w- I would like to dig into these more. Well, you know, I, 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 we, this came up, I think, in the conversation uh, and on the Discord because we were asking about, like, the concept of egregore. We don't know what an egregore is. It's like a tulpa but made by, multi- but made by multiple people. But I, I brought up the, the concept of, like, how each individual person thinks. Like, if I said each individual person thinks about things a different way. So if you make a tulpa, you're concentrating on itself, but with a group of people making an egregore, you're all concentrating on something to make something. The only problem is, is like there's no way for two people necessarily to think about the same thing identically. You know, it's like if you think of Helen, I, I use the example Helen of Troy. You know, when Homer writes about her, he never says what she looks like. He just says she's the most beautiful woman that made like old men finally find lust again. I mean, he says something a little bit better, better than that, but that's the thing, but... When you hear that, everybody pictures something differently in their head. So with the concept of egregore, you have somebody necessarily thinking of something different. So maybe some of these creatures, like Vivek was talking about, that they're spiritual, maybe they're something that like groups of people came together, but it's different than what we all thought that it was going to be. And that would make some sense. Any egregore is going to be based on certain commonalities in view, but no one's going to be viewing the exact same thing. Yes. Whiskey conspiracies, good gentlemen, and possibly you possibly might be hearing them this uh, later this month. Said IPAs taste like swamp apes bath water. Thank you. I agree. Whiskey conspiracies. I mean, I don't love IPA. I just think they're all right. Not that I would know. I heard this from a friend. Maybe your beer, may your beers be as black as the dark forest monsters. <laughs> And then parts, I see this uh, Grandmaster Gabe 86 throwing some shade. He said, American beer tastes like piss. Belgian and German beers are the best. UK alcoholic cider is awesome, too. I have, I, I suspect who that might be. And eh, I like a lot of Belgium's, Belgium like beers. I like, Belgium has really good sour beers. America has good beers, too. Everyone has good beers. Well, you know, well, well you know, it's always so funny whenever I see videos on, like, a culture for, like, some, like, a group of people. Because they swear every single one always has they like to drink. Like, every culture <laughs> likes to drink. We love doing it. And it's, like, pride and like, what for, for some of our alcohol. So I'm going to say, no, not all American beer tastes like piss. Some of it does. Well, that's because a lot of it's IPAs. <laughs> so I, I, I think that's the problem. I think IPAs are what's spreading that particular conspiracy that American beers take like piss. They're, they're contributing to it. All right, so we're gonna get into we're gonna get into the uh, 
the iceberg, uh, the conspiracy iceberg. Now, if you guys are not familiar, particularly what the ice, what the conspiracy iceberg is, essentially, it it formed initially on on 4chan under the the what was it the the x the x sub was it what was it called subreddit sub yeah thing. the x subreddit yeah the x subreddit on 4chan where eventually got categorized by this particular individual I can't remember the guy's name that put all of these conspiracy scenes into sort of tiers but cool kids would have said it formed on x it formed on i wasn't there on x i have <laughs> I, you know what i had to listen to, you know i had to, i had to deal with by the time that i was getting to this uh reddit's our conspiracy which is hot garbage Mind you, it is hot. Gr- like you would think that delving into the conspiracy iceberg and you're looking at conspiracies that our conspiracy would be like this great place They've to go. To. Gone downhill. It is like just a lot. It is. It's terrible. Like it's nothing. It's nothing but listening to people rant and rave on like big pharma, Trump's kids, Hillary Clinton's emails, Hunter Biden laptops. I'm like, if you if you looked at the conspiracy iceberg, like in terms of tears, our conspiracy is like the clouds <laughs> on the top. Like you think you're delving into something deep, but really, when you look at when you look at it, it's really, really not. So, uh, what they ended up doing was they ended up like categorizing these all into different tiers and lumping them together based on how. Uh, out there they are. And I like these little descriptions. Basically and, how commonly known yeah, they would be based be. on like your type of conspiracy yeah. person you are. And the tier goes all the way from one all the way down to eventually down to level nine, I do believe. And we're going to put a, a picture of the conspiracy iceberg so you guys can actually see what we're getting at. And the most interesting thing is the very bottom level is zero, which I thought was interesting. Like I don't even think it's actually 10. Like it's just called tier zero. Like it's so far down. It's like, no light can see it. But you might be asking, why are we starting at tier three, not tier one? Well, for the most part, if you're already if you've been a listener to us, you should already be past tier one and two. I mean, like we've talked about so many things on there. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, tier three is kind of even if if we have already got you there. We've done a lot of the things on tier three. But I thought that would be a good safe place to start as we descend a tier every week. Yes. Uh, like, tier one has, like, fake news, Area 51. I mean, stuff that we just rant and rave, like, all the time on. There's little descriptors next to it, too, and I and I like this a lot. So the reason why we started tier three is because the description of tier three says, Point of no return. Some of this knowledge will make you appear and act like a lunatic <laughs> to normal to normal people's eyes, but it's only the beginning. If you're still here, you might want to study and research more following your path. Like, so this is the kind of information that if you brought up, they kick you out of the adults table uh, for family holidays. <laughs> Although if you're probably one of our listeners, that's probably a long happening. You move to the kids table where it's fun and you're just... You know, uh, helping to nurture the next generation of paranormal researchers. <laughs> all of the other normies have just been lost. But so. before we get too far, I'd like to get into some beer. Yes, yes. Okay, I have these ciders here, and they're based off different freedoms, but I've drank most of the different freedoms away already. Mm. So you get a choice between two. Do you want freedom of the press or freedom of expression? Ooh, that's tough. Um, which one do I want to drink? I'm going to go with freedom of expression. No, you're not, because it has strawberries in it. Freedom of... Why, why would you offer me... <laughs> so, as, like, soon as, as soon as I said it, I remembered you're allergic to strawberries. I keep forgetting you're allergic to strawberries. It's, like, it's such rhetor- a weird thing. Rhetorical question, Marcus. Like, Vic, just try to take me out. Fine. Give me freedom of the press. It's Fine. actually I'll, better. I think that I'll, would taste better anyways. I'll, 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 I'll side with that and drink and drink this. Uh, the freedom of expression is a strawberry rhubarb, and freedom of the press is. I'd have to look at it again. I just handed it to you. Mm-hmm. Right. you what, 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 what is it? I'm drinking. Uh, the drink is dark, dark berry complexity, refreshing that tart finish. I thought that said fart finish. Don't ooh, gross. That's what I just. I was. That's not what it said. Freedom of expression is good. Strawberry rhubarb cider is pretty nice. Revolution Brewing. Revolution Brewing. Yeah. I think we've had some of their stuff before, but I don't recall it. I, I like how this proudly brewed only underline in Chicago. <laughs> like, F you, the rest of you cities. Mm. Okay, do you care if I take initiative today? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. 
a lot of the different things on these levels can fall into a lot of different categories. Like some of them are more cryptid-y, some of them are more traditional governmental conspiracies, and some of them are thought experiments. And one of the ones I wanted to go over today is a thought experiment uh, called um, quantum suicide slash quantum immortality. The idea is this. It leans heavily on, th- on string theory, the idea that as we're going through, anytime we make a choice, if we make... If we choose A, there's also a universe that chooses B. And then you can branch on as such from there. Well, this takes you to the step of if there's infinite of us going through infinite different changes, that means some of us are going to have vastly different personalities. And that no matter how enthusiastic and outgoing of a person you may be in this this dimension, there's also a reality where you commit suicide. And that is, according to the theory, guaranteed. And you know what? I don't really have much to say on that one. I guess perhaps in infinite worlds that makes some sense. But there's another side to the thought experiment where it gets a lot more interesting. The other side is that there is also a universe where you're immortal. Based on this idea that as you're dying, there is a point where you, or a universe where you die and a universe where you go on one second longer. And then in that universe where you went on one second longer, there's a branching universe where you die and a universe where you go on another second longer. Basically taking that thought process to an extreme saying that there's now guaranteed a universe where you are immortal because there's always that chance you're going to go on to the next second. Now, I've been thinking a lot about this one. This is why I really wanted to bring it up to talk to you guys. I think this is dumb. I think it's dumb, (laughs) dumb, dumb, dumb. It's taking way too simple of an expression and then extracting immortality out of it. First, I mean, just because you're not dying in a specific second doesn't mean you're actually immortal. That's like the worst form of immortality is that you circumstantially survive. I'd rather have invulnerability to all weapons or something. Well, no, but, well, well, no, well, there's a there, there's a, there's a reality where you have that too. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but like if you take that idea and bring it down to a simpler level. Let's look at it at women in childbirth. We know that a woman can birth a lot of children. Um, there, I think like there's been eight. I think there's ones that have peaked into nine. I don't know what the greatest amount born is. But if we take the same concept and continue to do that splitting, go, well, there's a universe where this woman had three kids and a universe where she had two. And then from there, there'd be a universe of four and a universe of five. If you take the same idea of going on one second longer each step, and that eventually builds to immortality, if we apply the same logic, there's a universe where this one person gave birth to the entirety of humanity all at once. And that is pretty deep. No, it's not deep. It's dumb. That is, pr- because that is pretty the thing weird. Is, a woman who just births an infinite number, an infinite number of people. Like I'm, I'm saying, if you apply the same logic, you could take make this statement that there's a reality where anyone who could physically give birth birthed all people of existence like a infinite amount of people but the problem is this there are limits to biology and amount of calories you can intake and the amount of protein your body can produce to make a child and there's no way you're going to be able to make a infinite amount of people in the same way that there's no way you could live on just naturally for eternity. Well, hold up. Well, if, I mean, if we're talking about the concept of, of like string theory, where there's an infinite number of universes where like infinite, like any particular event could spark an infinite number of things, then you run into a situation where you have every possible scenario play out where an infinite number of things could happen to create an infinite number of possibilities. So, I mean, you run into a situation yeah, where there's a possibility where someone has the ability to intake enough to be able to, I don't know, birth a hundred babies, maybe somewhere out there. I don't know. But in the immortality uh, one, they're not expressing that there, there's going to be one of you in a universe where the technology to live eternally exists. It's just off the fact that there's a branch at any point that you would die, and there's a branch where you continued on. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that's easy to think about when you're going by second by second by second by second. But the thing is, our processes break down at an exponential level as we reach what I'm just going to term our peak entropy because more things are going to break down. Like say 
you're 90. You're going to have a lot more systems potentially going through failing than someone in like say their 40s. Yeah, if you're applying the if you're applying the terms of of logic, physics, and what we know about biology within with with to that to that particular reality, yes. Yeah, yeah. You you could run into a, you could run into a fallacy with uh, of logic with that. But again, when you're dealing with an infinite number of universes, you could be dealing with an infinite number of possibilities to create a scenario where that is possible. Though. But remember, we're talking about specifically quantum suicide slash quantum immortality. True. They're not expressing that. And in some of these universes, there's going to be these advanced technologies and different aspects of physics. They're relying on the quantum split of string theory when it creates another reality. That if there's a reality where you went on from step A to step B, there's or if there's a reality where you did not go from step A to step B, there's a reality where you did go from step A to step B. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, due to biological laws, because they're not superseding that it is necessary for them to have different biological laws that they're working with, just the fact that that probability exists means it has to be at some point immortal. Mm-hmm. But the issue is, a body's going to go through entropy at exponential rates as you get higher in age. I'm going to say, I, un, unless we're dealing with a reality with more advanced medicine, technology, different rules of physics, different rules of entropy, basically, if it works off the same rules that we have, it cannot go on forever. Yes, there's going to be realities where someone would live longer and would live shorter, but there's no reality where someone's going to go on indefinitely because that's not how the human body works because problems start to arise in a exponential level as your body goes through natural entropy. Like with the amount of problems that someone has come up on a day-to-day basis that could be straight into the, to a life of a nine year old is nothing compared to someone 10 years later at a hundred and compare that to the next step, 110, which we don't really have a real solid litmus for, but I'm going to assume they're going to be breaking down at a higher level. Of course, these aren't directly tied to A's or more tied to things like diet, exercise and things like that. But no one's been able to break out of this cycle of entropy through any natural means. And I don't think having this splitting possibility chart really makes a big difference. If anything, they're going to be breaking off at a higher and higher level because there's more things that are going to be killing you as more of your body is breaking down over time. Well, I I think, again, you just keep throwing that word natural out there. Again, I think in every single universe, not everything that's natural here is natural there. Not everything that's natural there is natural here. And and that would be true if we're just talking about... Now, different the, universes. Right. Now, what we're talking about is specific now, theory. There is there is a particular right, but so if there is an infinite number of universes, there is going to be a universe specifically that has our natural laws as we have them here. Where the only thing particularly different is we age one more second. Yeah, and our heart and our heart keeps going. Yeah, and then extrapolate that to someone is one of us is living for forever because at some point statistically they're making that claim. Mm-hmm. But there's basically an upper limit to what your body can do. Uh, let's do another example. Um, you go out to try to lift something. It's just outside your ability to lift. But there's a reality where you're able to lift one more ounce. Mm-hmm. And then a reality beyond that where you can lift one more ounce. But I'm going to postulate there's no reality where you, Marcus D., can lift up a continent what, given given the the physics that we have, well, let me ask you a question. In that, what gives you the what gives me the ability where I can do that? Well, one would normally say gravity. A or gravity would set the weight along with atmospheric pressure pushing downward like, is going to set part of the weight. Then like, you're using your muscle tension like to like, create lift. Like, I'm not really asking to like really process it out. What I'm oh. saying is, is that word "can" has a lot of is a is a word that has a lot in it. Of what does that mean when you can do that? Because there's a lot of things that go into that. Probably even things that we can't even fathom the way that we think. Like there, I would be totally willing to say that. I'm just making the argument for it now. Do I totally buy into this? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. Because I mean, I, I I don't necessarily like. I don't. It gives me a headache when I think about it. But. Like I think quantum suicide. That side makes more sense, but. The idea that you could also just extrapolate forever based on these statistics. No, I think there's actually upper limits to capability given a biological human body. And to say that it goes beyond that would imply that something drastically has changed at a fundamental level. That maybe they had a, if if we're postulating they had a different route of human evolution and 
they hit the evolutionary jackpot where, yeah, perhaps lifting a continent is in your range, although physics would probably say no. But maybe they have different physics, too. Yeah, that's that's what I just kept saying. Yeah, is, but that's yeah. not what the theory says. And no, what I'm fighting against is the theory. No. Well, also, too, that doesn't necessarily mean... Sorry, the thought experiment. Well, that also doesn't necessarily mean that the that necessarily universe can exist. Maybe something causes that universe to collapse in and of itself because it's just breaking out. I don't know. It doesn't necessarily mean every single universe continues to exist after but, that particular moment. But ultimately, I think that thought experiment is bad. <laughs> I think that thought experiment can give you a lot of really interesting, uh, like, sci-fi tabletop role-playing game ideas. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I think it's. I think it, I think there's a lot of interesting things about that. That you that there's some universe out there. Where everybody just lives immortally, like just as some just husk of nothingness. And I mean, yeah, excruciating sure. pain. I mean, but you can also like just get good ideas off string theory. Well, I mean, I think that I mean, I think that can create a lot of really interesting like horror stories that people can and uh, and creepypastas that people that people can write about that. I like a good horror story or creepypasta. Well, yeah. Okay, okay. I just wanted to throw. I wanted to start out with something very different than we normally do. So I just wanted to start out with a thought experiment. No, no, I did. So, like, one I wanted to throw out was the concept of the Illuminati blood banks. <laughs> so I, I thought that was an like I think on the surface the Illuminati blood banks conspiracy theory seems like that like it's one that a lot of people like think about that they oh was are, that on three yeah. Oh man, I should have taken a crack at that one too. Like that, that are like superior Illuminati overlords, politically elite, have these massive blood banks where you can buy blood, organs, whatever, whatever have you that you need. And I would say this is fairly likely. Correct. Because I mean, if you apply the concept of like our society as we see it, where we see stuff on the surface and there's things that are underneath, you already sort of see things already where that sort of mentality where more elite people can get access to things that poorer people can't like fast passes at Disney. Like that's just an easy example where back in the day that wasn't even thought of where like you could pay enough to just cut in the front of the line in amusement parks. And now there's ways that literally just rich people can just cut poor people just by paying enough money. Or there's the idea, there's even some like uh, health insurance plans where you can pay to get your procedure moved to the front of the line. Oh, yeah, that, no, like, yeah. that happened to me when I was trying to file for a title on a car. Yeah. They're like, okay, it's going to be this long unless you pay us 30 bucks, and then we'll yeah. put you at the front of the line. Yeah. And I'm like, put me at the front of the line. Like, this is a thing that we see within society, like, already, where elites can just pay to cut out the, the front of the, the line of certain things. So I 100% believe that there's not, it may not be, it may not be some, like, weird, like, uh, like blade, uh, blade two esque thing where there's vampire controlled like red crosses out there where like they go literally to buy banks, but then maybe I could be wrong about that. I mean, I mean there might there might be stuff like if that. If we're talking about Illuminati blood bank, I think yeah, they're probably they're probably actually getting some of that red cross blood. Yeah, they're probably funneling a bit of the what they would consider the choice blood off from about any place where blood is yeah. given. Because we we sort of talked about this. Uh, we, oh god, we did it. We did it a couple episodes where we called it. Uh, it was called. It's called the red market. Like that's a real thing. Where it's like there's this the illegal organ uh, harvesting market that's out there. Which Laughing Fox, and I'm gonna give him credit too, said he didn't understand why people don't call it the organ trail. Uh, yeah, I love that. I love that line. Even though it's a, even though this is a terrible concept, but like um, when you when you look into the statistics behind illegal organ harvesting, you see that like. It's they say it's super hard to really nail down numbers. Like if you see like really like how hard they like truly try to like nail down numbers on like specific horrific atrocities that are even committed. Like even if you think about like like Ukraine, like they give you like a ballpark of like what's going on there. Like even like right now, or there's other yeah. sort of ballparks for th- like numbers that they can sort of like that they can do. But they're gonna tell me that the numbers were, the numbers were pretty far range. Uh, apart, like I think when we did that particular episode on like when they try to say like how many illegal organs get like harvested. So I, I 100% believe that if there is a market for something that rich people or people in the elite have the ability to buy something. So this makes me believe that this, there's probably something to this. No, here's my first question on it. I'm not throwing names. I'm not throwing names out there. That's what I'm saying. But do you think we're talking about like, they're, they're using the information they gather off us to find the most choice genetic traits, specific blood markers, things like that, specific levels of hormones. Like, are we talking about, like, things where they're refreshing their blood with blood of younger people because they have more 
healing capacity. They have more mm. hormones in. They can give them more vigor. Because I, as a person who's recently gone through a medical issue where my body, I got real sick and my body stopped producing a regular hormone. Well, I bet you, uh, I bet you, if you gave me an injection from someone who is still producing of the right. same blood type as me, I probably would have felt a lot better. Well, if you think about like how most capitalist companies think, uh, they're not just going to do one thing. They're probably not going to care what their customers do it for, use it for. I mean, if you're in the market of having illegal blood or organs, you're not going to probably be asking a whole lot of your questions from your clients. You're just going to be want to be make sure that you have what they need. And I think that too, if you look at what companies are paying for now the most from people they're paying for particular information on people's habits but remember we're not just talking about like black market organ and blood banks we're talking about ding pinky up illuminati oh yeah yeah, yeah, I, th- yeah I think yeah, they're yeah. going to be looking for the most choice cuts of human yeah 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 well no that's what i was getting at because i the the thing that we have seen with digital media right now is people want to buy your data. Like, oh my God, like, um, like if you listen to any sort of like conservative talk show, like ExpressVPN is a huge thing that's out there. They're like, protect your internet data when you're out there, whatever, like from people collecting it or people that are like, did you know Facebook tracks every website you go to and sells it to people, which is true, by the way. Even if you're not on Facebook, if you have the app, it tracks, it tracks every single website you have ever, you go to even when you're not on it. If you yeah. just have the app on your phone. And they sell that information. Your TV can Is actually... Is this going to be a commercial for NordVPN? No. No, your television can actually, and your phone, send out information for how when you use it. There's weird stuff you can delve into first trying to get your habits. So no, I, I do think that there is a market to know particular things about us. So I think it would even get down to like what our it's, DNA looks like. It's one of the reasons I don't do 23andMe. Because I don't want, I don't want like you know people to know my genetic stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's that's private. That's private. Don't 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 look in there. No hospitals sell that sell your blood information. Yeah, do, do they that, do? That's a thing. Genetic t- God, that is. I, I guess I might as well do twenty three and me because sorry. you know they already got me. <laughs> you you I, got sorry. me. You got Vic Whitley's DNA. You, you, you ever did looked it. at some of the disclosure clauses for some a lot of? It's some. It's pretty long. Like I mean, oh, yeah. when we were working that's at the hospital, thing. I was more interested in like you know doing my job instead of you like you know yeah reading all your clauses. Yeah, like, no, I'm kidding. You're smart. That's well, smart. Like or 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 that most hospital data information is set up by third parties not the actual hospital system themselves yeah <laughs> like the Ooh, one the hospital my ass yeah like this the the healthcare information collecting system that it was at the, that was at the hospital that we worked at is one of the major ones that other hospitals use so it goes literally to some bank somewhere if you don't think that they're selling that that's pretty dumb I'm, i would say i would you're probably right yeah so no I, I i do so no but that's what it that's what i was getting at with that particular conspiracy is i think that there is there's probably something to that if you look at the concept of just following that trail. But again, I don't, you know, so I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I, I would say that this is one of the more likely things. Like, I think that the Illuminati in general existing in some way, shape, or form is at least fairly likely. And if they do, and they are even halfway as elite as we think they are, I would say maybe, maybe watch your blood, people. They might be coming for it. <laughs> okay. Did you have any more on that one? Oh, no, no. You can go to the next one if you want. Like, when you thought that was particularly Okay. I saw this one. It sound, or it just struck uh, me I, off the I, board. Another one you're going to do. French Viper <laughs> release. I, I love it. That the French government released poisonous sticks into the community. <laughs> okay. There are a few different versions of this conspiracy. I'm going to tell it as I understand. Some of the things on the conspiracy iceberg are very difficult to research. <laughs> but it it basically starts in the late 70s, early 80s, where farmers out in rural territories were starting to find large amounts of vipers, vipers that they hadn't seen in that area before. And some people, some versions of the story say they were non-native vipers, but most seem to imply, at least that I found, that these were native species of vipers just suddenly showing up in high amounts. Uh, the farmers began to talk about this within rural communities, realize other rural communities are talking about it, and they start looking into it. Then they start noticing, wow, there are a ton of vipers over here, like 18 vipers over here. And there's a bag that some vipers are crawling out of. I wonder where the bag came from. As people started to notice bags, boxes, and all sorts of other things, even to the point of some people claiming that they had found um, boxes attached to parachutes. 
And some of the farmers were even saying that they were seeing helicopters flying away as they were starting to notice huge amounts of vipers. Well, of course, they start to throw shade at whoever they think is the most likely culprit. Who do you think they threw shade at? The Jews. No, unfortunately not this time. Fortunately, <laughs> I'm not this always time. saying that because I, if you real like a lot of the conspiracies, throw them in there, and, it, and I don't believe that. It is just like if you take one long enough, you'll someone literally is going to start saying it. That. Does it's, come it's up terrible. a lot it's in conspiracy terrible. theories? It's terrible. But no, like ecologists, they thought it was ecologists because they were already predisposed not to like ecologists because they were constantly getting into arguments on like. What can you do on my farm? What I can't do on my farm? Things like that. So they initially just came right out and blamed ecologists. Uh, there were some governmental investigations into it. For the most part, did not go anywhere. But the farmers are still finding large amounts of snakes in places where they shouldn't be seeing large amounts of snakes. And seemingly, what was being dropped. Um, eventually, people started to look into the whole thing with um, uh, uh, venom milking. Because uh, just slightly before this all started, so, Fran, uh, France had passed a law basically saying you can't mess with snakes. Don't mess with snakes. Leave them alone. You can't like even if they're on your property, you just got to leave them be. We're protecting our natural our natural history. The lizard people finally got into this French <laughs> Apparently. government. And there was an interesting addendum that you could mess with snakes if you were gathering them to milk venom. Mm-hmm. But you also had to re-release them afterwards. If you're a major medical company and you're going to be milking, you know, enough anti-venom to presumably provide to much of Europe, how many snakes do you think uh, do you think you're probably milking? Yeah, probably a lot. Probably a lot. And you have to release them after you get done milking them? How, how do you think that's going to go? What do you think that's going to look like? And, there, and keep in mind, <laughs> in the in the law, there's not specification on how you release them. Yeah, but you just, it but just you, says you have to release them. I'll put a pair. I'll put a parachute on it and just sail it into the French countryside. Well, I, I can't say definitely that ever happened. I de- can't say right. that did it, but dumping them in the country seems like it was a thing. Right. So it seems that likely one of the possibilities for. What happened was these French medical companies were milking high amounts of vipers to produce anti-venom, and then were dumping them out of the country. Illegally dumping it. it. Yeah. It seems like we have a bow on this conspiracy now, right? It makes sense, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely... We're not done yet. (laughs) About the time that the conspiracy theory was starting to wrap up being, oh, we know who it is, a um, ecologist gets caught in the act of dumping huge amounts of vipers into a local bog. Caught red-handed. Just dumping a bag of a bunch of poisonous vipers. It turns out it was kind of a mix of big pharma and ecologists that were likely doing this. <laughs> Who knows? But maybe maybe the government was involved as well. But, but you're saying, but are you trying to say that like big pharma companies were illegally dumping of their uh, were legally be, dumping sorry, poisonous sorry, vipers dumping in the countryside <laughs> and being irresponsible with the way that they get rid of their byproducts? No, we've never <laughs> seen any evidence of that anywhere. That's terrible of you to accuse big. What did big pharma ever do? No, I, I know. I, I would I would like to stress none of this viper dumping was even necessarily illegal that well it's, it's it's always so funny because like I, I love some of these like mind control conspiracies because it's always like people when they just sort of see it they're immediately their their scapegoat is the government <laughs> so, where, are these, where are these coming the government's doing it to control us they're releasing snakes to, to get us to vote for the conservative party well they're doing it to vote for the liberals like yeah, and everybody just starts yelling at each other for it. One of the weird things is when the farmers initially started bringing up this quote-unquote conspiracy theory, the response from everyone was pretty much, oh, those crazy people in their rural community <laughs> thinks we're driving out there releasing snakes. They think someone's driving out to their farm and releasing huge amounts of poisonous snakes. And guess what? People were driving out to their farms to release huge amounts of poisonous yeah. snakes. Well, I don't think a lot of people, I don't think that the average person understands how bad the illegal, like, wildlife trade is like how big of a prominent thing that it is because it's not something you see like in the limelight of media very often no no like like, i mean if there's if there's one thing that i think that we all learned in quarantine like with the joey like with the tiger king documentary series i think a lot of us learned there's how many like effing tiger sanctuaries just in in america like in america like you just sort of realize that because we don't like we didn't even know 
And so, like, it doesn't shock me that the average person would know. And then, you know, our our first immediate scapegoat is going to be the government, usually because they deserve it. But the conspiracy does go a bit further. You know how people like to kind of... It's like a dog who gets a hold of a stuffed animal that that dog definitely knows it's not supposed to have. It's going to rip the hell out of that stuffed animal. Some people have taken the theory and taken it a little farther to say that... um, one of the possibilities for why this is happening, and they, they do imply some degree of government involvement with this, is that they're trying to keep people out of the Paris countryside, or out of the French countryside. Basically trying to keep people away from some of those wilderness areas where they might be doing shady experiments, or perhaps we're even talking missing 411 sort of scenario. Basically by releasing more dangerous snakes, less families are going to go into these wilderness areas now, and so on. That sounds, first of all, like a terrible plan. That the government would attempt to do if the government was really doing it. Like, that sounds like a terrible plan that, that somebody within the government would come up to keep people from in the country from going to a particular place. Another version of it is that the government was shadily low-key involved in this because they were trying to drive out other species that they considered to be things they didn't want to deal with. But for the most part, why are you releasing poisonous vipers to do that? Like, I, I tried to do some thinking on this one, and I'm like, well, usually you release snakes to control rodent populations, but you don't need poisonous vipers for that aspect. Which made me think, what if they're trying to stop French Bigfoot? <laughs> I, it's one of the oh, it's one of the things that, yeah, actually, poisonous vipers would probably be pretty helpful. I mean, if it is a plantigrade walker where it's stomping straight down, I bet you poison snakes are a big problem for them. <laughs> It's not specifically a version of the conspiracy theory I picked up anywhere, but just something I put together myself. But ultimately, it was a fascinating ride. I'm a little curious on why it's on the conspiracy iceberg. And I have a theory that is brought up on the conspiracy iceberg because of how it was initially discredited and that the people that were the slack-jawed yokels trying to bring it up actually were pretty spot on. They were pretty darn close on who actually was doing it. <laughs> or maybe it's just something obscure that the person who was writing it wanted to bring up at this point. But I'm almost wondering if there was a greater meaning of, yep, and those people that we make it a point of insulting actually were spot on from the very beginning, and maybe we are with a lot more of our stuff. It was a crazy ride researching that one. It was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one that I thought that was that I actually didn't know about, and I thought that was really interesting, was this. There's a conspiracy on level three called the Web Driver Torso. So that's a, a rather that's a new uh, that's a sort of a new Internet Age conspiracy. And you know, you guys know how much I love Internet Age conspiracy stuff. So this was a YouTube channel that existed from 2013 to 2018. And had over 624,744 videos that only consisted of a red triangle, a blue triangle, and intermittent beeps. First, it really surprised me you weren't aware of this one. No, I, I, I yeah, yeah. I figured you would have known this no, one. No, I, I didn't know about this one. And so it was it was super weird. And again, I that's why I was that's why I was immediately drawn to it. Because this was something that like Google threw out as a means of just saying, oh, we use this to test our algorithm, um, like our new algorithm system that they had from 2000, which by, which they didn't really change their algorithm system until around 2018. I know that because that's typically when it hit us. So they, but they were doing this for a good solid five years where they were upload, where they, they were uploading these like 600,000 episodes of this. And they were like, we were just checking th- this for the algorithms. But if you really think about that, there's 600,000 videos for these. How many times did those ever, did you guys ever see a video pop up of a red triangle, blue triangle with just weird, just creepy beeps that would just be in the background? I'd imagine they're probably filtered out of most searches unless you're searching directly for it. Maybe. But it was, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a very weird thing. It's like a lot of those like videos that pop up on the internet that you really just can't explain. It's like that video of that, uh, oh gosh, uh, uh, that that doll that would go, I feel fantastic. Like, oh, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. That that has no real like explanation for the video. There's no context. There's it's, some conspiracy theories on the round that one too. I, I know that, There's, but it's on level three. But we, but people were assuming that there was some sort of weird hidden like 
broadcast or message that Google was trying to send out in all of these for people. Some people thought it was a God. There's, I've seen everything from there's government recruitment attempts to like Illuminati recruitment tools for hackers or people to be able to decode it. There was a message to gold immortality that it was AI that was doing it. That was trying to communicate that it was that AI was making these videos. I've seen weird theories as to, to uh, what exactly these were. I actually have a theory on this one. If you want me to. Sure. I think they're a replacement for the number station. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, like, number stations are, Mm -hmm. it's a pretty rudimentary and somewhat obsolete way of doing things now. I mean, sure, you probably keep some number stations around just in case someone manages to take out the internet. And that's probably why we do still have some number stations. But the thing is, you can communicate a lot through a a visual and a sound medium a lot more than just a sound medium. Because think about it from a crypto angle. Mm -hmm. If you're communicating through two different forms of ciphers, you're going to be able to hide more information. And that's my thought on is that effectively it's a replacement for the number stations. Now I can't take full credit on this one. I know other people have had this idea as well, but I think that's the one that's most likely. And it's pretty easy to hide in plain sight and just say, Oh, it's a testing thing. Well, like the, the weirdest thing about him is if you've ever like looked at like the view count for like, you, you can go to the, to the YouTube channel. It's WebDriver Torso. They've got over 215,000 subscribers. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And with some of these views having over hundreds of thousands, even some of them having like a couple million views of people that are watching these things. And it's 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 just so just bizarre to me. Like it even has like just this almost like infantile Thing yeah, no, no, it. you're right. The 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 whole setup's so rudimentary. It does remind you of something that's almost babyish. Yeah, like it's sort of like a, a, a it reminds me a little bit of like like some of those really really like old computer programs that were just very rudimentary. Like almost how like a computer program would communicate to somebody like if it was an infant. So like that's why some people thought that it was like an AI like communicating like in an almost infant like manner. Like the only way that I knew how where it doesn't make where it might be gibberish. I, I really don't think it's AI because I, I don't know. I don't, I think, I think it would yeah. take, it would, it would develop faster than that is what I'm saying. Yeah. Also like AI would probably create a different way of communication and I would doubt visual is like actually beeps. one of the ways it would be using. Oh, or visual. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it would be communicating through visual. It would be do using some sort of advanced AI communication. That'd be extremely difficult to recognize. Right. Well, no, I mean, we, we, we've definitely seen that with a lot of, like, AI experimentations. Like, when we try to get it to use uh, English speech, uh, that the first thing it does is stop using English speech. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just starts, and then we start being able to figure out exactly what it's saying. Um, so, it's just it's just got a weird, it's, it's just got a weird, I'll put a link to it uh, in the show notes so that you guys can, like, see this and exactly, like, what I'm talking about. But it, and you'll see what I'm talking about with this, like, this almost infantile, form of communication or it's kind of just like like rudimentary shapes moving around and there's some beeps and stuff we just subscribe to it oh Oh, you're such a dork no such a dork first of all we're also subscribed on twitter to cicada you're such a dork we're not going to figure it out we've tried three before it didn't work you gotta follow these things to to, to, i want to i want to follow it to keep an eye on it some or, people say that it was posting stuff, uh, and it has. Like the weird thing is, is they've been recently posting new things ooh. as of four months ago. Now this is something I wasn't aware of. What sort of is it? Just more same of the thing. same thing. Same thing. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant like they're posting like like on Twitter doing yeah. like a post. Well, no. When you see people that talk about it, they try to say that it's it was between 2013 and 2018. But if you look at it now, there's a there's a post from four months ago, and it's the same. It's the same stuff. No different at all. Like I said, I th- I think it's a form of number station. Mm-hmm. Overall, what was your your thoughts on level on, on level three? Like, did you see any themes? Did you see anything that you thought that was that that jumped out at you? Oh, first, I think there's themes that run all the way through the conspiracy iceberg, but I want to save that for a later part. My thought on this level is, I think that this is basically where we have naturally over the last several years gotten our listeners to, and just doing a a, a little trek into here to some of the weird stuff we haven't covered before was pretty fun. I got to cover some really weird stuff today. And what I'm really looking forward to is going down a few levels with you guys. 
Mm-hmm. That that is actually something I'm very excited for. And you're probably gonna find we're gonna pick some of the more really bizarre stuff the further we go. But that I actually did really enjoy just researching a Viper conspiracy that ended up being almost definitely true. Mine. I the reason why I like level three is this is where you really start really breaking down how you look at reality. Like in level one and level two, you you start kind of there's there's one or two in each of those levels, um, but the vast majority of it is stuff that's stuff in the real world that you're interacting with that you see. Level three is really where you start to break. You start getting into some of this concept of uh, of breaking out of like how we just see reality and in, in, in new ways of thinking about reality, the universe, your relationship with other people. Um, and, and, and that's why I think it was a really good idea to start here at level three. Oh yeah. And there's quite a few things on level three that you can find that we've already done. Like the bloop is on there. There's a few others on here that like we've already done. Bloop, uh, Deglaca, That's one that we've done. The Oz factor is one that we've done. Torrid's one that we've done. Uh, Hitler escaped to the inside of the earth. Not fully we, we as kinda, what they we were saying it, but touched on it. DMT beings. I know yep. is, we've done. So like if you so this is why I thought we we thought that you guys would really dig level three because if you're listening to us we're 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 kind of sliding in here like so we thought that was really neat so um if you guys like this episode tell us what you guys think was there uh, was there a particular conspiracy uh, from tier three again we'll post a, a link in the show notes so that you guys can get a link to uh, to see the conspiracy iceberg and kind of follow along with us. Is there something in there that we thought that we should have talked about? Is there anything in particular that you liked uh, or had a comment on any of the conspiracies that we brought up? What do you uh, think the truth is on the Viper epidemic? Ooh, what do you think the web driver torso is really is really all about? No, no, respond to the Viper thing. No, the web torso is way more interesting. Beep. <laughs> I was the only way I know how to respond to that. Uh, so, if you like this episode, don't forget to leave us a like. Leave us a review. Uh, that's a great place. Wherever you're listening to this, if you can leave us a review, please do that. We appreciate that. If you're listening on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell so you can stay up to date whenever we put out new episodes. And you can stay up to date when we go down a deeper level to level four next week. <laughs> Uh, But until then, guys, keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. All right, guys, we're going to slide into the Pillow Talk segment of this podcast. If you want to check out the rest of this awesome podcast, all you got to do is go over to our Patreon sign up. For as little as a dollar a month, you get the rest of this awesome podcast, as well as bonus episodes that we put up. And I'm trying to convince Vic about a particular episode that I want to make for the patron section. So, But uh, we'll get more into that a little bit. Uh, but if you sign up for $2 more of a month, you get to vote on our poll for the theme of next month. And we've not decided yet what we're going to put up. Probably by the time this episode goes up, the poll's going to be up. But if you want to get your voices heard and have an impact on the, the theme of the content for each month, make sure you can go over and sign up. So we're still here in level three, here at our little submersible. We can still see the top of the iceberg. We can still see the, 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 the surface. We can go back up if we really want to. We're not too far down yet. I got a really weird one, like a really weird one. They're and, all weird. And the, and the thing is, this is the first one on the conspiracy iceberg for this level. Do you remember which one it is? Singularity? I didn't No, Arnold Schwarzenegger's true height. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Like, no, that's okay. No, on the thing, I think that's. No, I, uh, the alphabetical version. Oh, alphabetical version. Okay. Now, you might be asking, why am I <laughs> curious about Arnold Schwarzenegger's true height? I have an idea. But what I'm actually concerned about is the difficulty of ascertaining Arnold Schwarzenegger's true height. The thing is, this is, this one's on here because there's actually quite a bit of conjecture on how tall Arnold Schwarzenegger actually is. And him not seeming to know much of the time, maybe it's a translation from metrics thing or something like that. But the thing is, it is... It is a quest that some people have to determine his true height. And they do things like comparing him to other people standing near him, comparing him to other measurable objects, mm-hmm. and then still having at times a hard time nailing down his exact height. But the thing is this, I think the reason it's included in the conspiracy